I don't know whether you can hear me or not. Maybe some of what I'm saying will echo through. Welcome back to Trust God Bro, episode two. Today we're talking about finances and what it means to trust God. So today I have the breadwinner, the, the money maker over here, the Greg Rumbled. So, yeah, you want to introduce yourself? What's your name? What's your sign? Yeah. I am uh, Greg, father of Dayton. When Dayton started this podcast, I was like, that's so cool. Yeah, do it, do it, do it. <laughs> Just crank them out. Like, do a bunch of them. And he's like, yeah, I'm going to do you, Dad. And uh, I was like, oh, yeah, what? And it's finances. Like, what? I'm so not qualified. And uh, I think it, it kind of hit me. as like, after he asked me, and then it's like, I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. I'm in the shower. And it's like, I'm in the shower, and it's like when the, the, the spirit just pours over you. I started thinking of these things, like, oh, yeah, I guess maybe there's this. And, and God started moving and little things. So I don't know if there's anything I can share, but uh, I'd be willing to sit down here with you and just see where the Lord takes it. Yeah, and I value ins- insight. He's a spiritual leader in my life, and, you know, he's a pastor, a, a lay pastor, I guess. And you work, too, at a grain elevator, and so he's involved with corn and all that good stuff. You know, why finances? Why should I trust God? And my finances is kind of my own deal. Like God doesn't really care about my money. You know, it's kind of my own thing. I would say something different. I think God has a pull in all parts of our lives. If we're a Christian, he has authority in all of our lives. He has the lordship over all things. And so that's why we're talking about it. And I think it's a worthy topic. And that's kind of the reason why I have my dad, because he has to provide for us as part of his job as the leader of our household. So initially with money, like this is just my own mindset and maybe you can share some of your own, like when it comes to money, like when you you think of money, what do you think of? Are you more hesitant? Is it something you don't like to deal with? Does that make sense? I think it does. I think I know what you're saying. It's something, honestly, it's a necessity of life for this physical life that we're living here. But yeah, sometimes I honestly can drag you down to to think about it but we're called to be stewards of it and what that looks like for us to walk through that as stewards it's it's like for me personally like it's hard my temptation is like oh money it's like you know it's not it's not good for like anything so it's like my strategy is to just avoid it a lot of the time in life we're not called to like god doesn't want us to avoid it in fact currency is like a good thing it's meant to be used like for his glory but we're not called to hoard it and we're not called to ignore it So when it comes to these two boats, it's like we shouldn't fall into either one, but we should be, like you're saying, like being a good steward of it. So that's our first thought. So how how should I view it? That's probably what you're asking right now. Uh, I I get it. You're like young, full of uh, energy, and you're ready to go, and you're like, "Uh, I don't need money. I can live on bologna and water for my life, you know? (laughs) Ramen and... Ramen noodles. And I get where you're coming from, but I think that changes a little bit. That whole steward thing comes in as you get older. Yeah. Oh, I got kids now. I gotta. I gotta provide for them. I gotta feed them. I gotta clothe them. And it's nice to be able to, as a steward, is like, how do I provide for my family? You don't want to be at the end of your life and have this huge uh, sum of money mm-hmm. that you're not gonna do anything with, and and not and to be using it for the kingdom, use it for purpose. But then to save enough that you're taking care of college, you're taking care mm-hmm. of living expenses. I get it. I can see yeah. me in you. I totally see me <laughs> in you. That's funny. Yeah. That's, at, at your age. It makes sense. I mean, there's a lot more things you have to worry about than what I have to worry about. Yeah. So, I mean, when I think of money, I think of this time when I was 
I was driving somewhere and I got out of the car. I had this $20 bill in my pocket and I don't know if it blew away or what, but maybe like an hour later, I was like, man, I had that $20 in my pocket. Where'd it go? I, I knew I didn't spend it. It's gone. But the thing was, I, when I realized uh, it was when I was getting out of the car and it like blew away, it's like, I couldn't stop thinking about it. And it's like, why can't I just let this go? It's like just the fact that I had it at one moment and then I, I lost it. And I think money is just one of those things. It causes us to think about it longer than we maybe should. Mm. Or I think there's just different temptations that we have with money. But there's, there's a lot more to that. But like we said, the first thing is we're stewards. That's the first point of what we wanted to talk about. Yeah, but I think it's Psalm 24, 1. It says, The earth is the Lord's and everything in it, the world and all who live in it. For he founded it uh, upon the the uh, seas and establish it upon the waters. I mean, it's, it's, everything is his and that's all encompassing. Uh, you know, like to think, well, I made this or I worked for this. And it's like, oh, there's nothing. It's all his. And I think I'm able to truly believe this biblical principle because first of all, it was lived uh, in the lives of those that I was around. And, and mm. as a, as a boy, my first to, to see my, uh, my grandfather, your great grandfather, mm-hmm. which you didn't know him yeah, uh, as well, but just to recognize too, it's a whole different, just a different life that they were brought up in and, and, and as you're brought up in and how we deal with finances and everything. But uh, he was back in the days, he brought a team of horses, grandpa, your great grandfather. A, a team. Drove a team of horses across the Illinois River uh, to come over. His his dad had bought uh, <laughs> a little acreage out here by Tanner's Orchard. I think it was Tanner's Orchard or something, I'm not for sure. But uh, What year was this? Uh, <laughs> you know, dude, like, listen to what your ancestor, what people, when they start talking about yeah. genealogy and stories, listen. Because I heard these stories, and I was like, I should have listened better. I know. I don't have a year. I'll get a year on that. Sure. But uh, anyway, Brent, he, he comes over these horses, and, and he's, he's establishing, uh, so they were, his dad was from Germany, and, and they were here, and they were from Morton, and they came across over the river to, out to Stark County. And, uh, and so he was like, when it didn't make sense and he's setting up his farm and he was, uh, is after the, the depression, the great depression and nobody was buying and, uh, no one buying ground. And when it didn't make sense, he's started buying some ground and, and, uh, working. He, he just, he trusted, but he worked. I think there's an element we don't just sit, you know, the, do the book I had you, mm-hmm. you boys read when you're like, do hard things, you know, you, yeah. you, uh, there's, there's a. <laughs> There's a trust level there that you got to trust God for everything, but then we have to put our hands to it, right? Yeah. Uh, and he would be quick to acknowledge it was not his, and he and his work was he worked. Yeah, there was a quote he did it an article mm-hmm. uh, on his 80th birthday in the Journal Star. It, they put a quote big in the middle part of the thing. He says, "I got calluses on my hands, not my butt." <laughs> and they put it in parentheses. Oh says, my! Ezra rumbled. So anyway, but he worked. The thing I liked, what impressed me the most, was this legacy. And he wouldn't, he wouldn't be going around saying, you know, I, I'm uh, frugal with my money or I watch what I do. He just trusted, and he just had the right outlook of being a steward. And you would never hear him say, "We need to be a steward. We need to be a good steward." And uh, but yet, years after he's gone, I've someone randomly come up to me, an uh, older man, and uh, he said, "Ezra loaned me some money." I don't know what the amount was, a sizable amount. He says, no 
legal papers or nothing. It's just a scratch piece of paper, and he wrote mm. on it, I owe you, <laughs> or that person to sign it or whatever. And yeah. that was his, his legal document. He says, well, just pay it back when you can. Hmm. No interest. He, he wasn't holding on to the things of mm. this earth. And, uh, again, it wasn't physically said, but I watched that. And then and then years later to hear that come back, it's just a neat, a neat thing to be able to observe that. And that soaks in. You know, I pray God can find something in my life that would impact mm-hmm. your life and us for our kids or grandkids, whatever it is. But yeah, and then my father too. I, Dad, uh, he lived it and employed people a number of years and a lot of different people working for us and recognized that, that he was a steward and, and uh, when we employ people and want to treat them as, you know, best we can. I remember standing there, uh, we had a grain bin had fallen down and it, it like literally collapsed for all the people that don't know like grain bin like can you give us oh, yeah. like how big is this thing what is, what is the okay so this thing is like a grain bin okay so this thing is like falling. 50 you know 55 60 foot tall 50 foot wide and then it's got a hundred thousand bushels uh of grain in it okay it's a lot and one bushel of grain is not quite 60 pounds so six hundred thousand pounds of grain hmm. and not a a cheap item to stores made of steel and concrete. And and this bin collapsed. Literally collapsed. And it was a mess and it was like it you would be the normal person would be focused on the physical loss of this thing. And I remember standing there, my dad was looking at this and he said, The Lord gives, the Lord takes. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Yeah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. And it's like wow. And mm. it, I I was old enough in the business that I was like I was more like oh my word this is gonna be a mess I was looking at physical yeah all that stuff but he's just blessed be the name of the Lord mm. and that yeah so that steward thing is just uh, and we probably get that more yeah. from the Bible that steward comes from the Bible because a steward would take care they were mm. like in charge of uh, their their Lord's property It's like okay you take care of this and it's like it wasn't theirs they got it it just took care of it and uh, yeah. they wanted to be faithful in that. So like in the in the normal business world, like that'd be unheard of for someone for something like that to happen and just like to be like, all right, it's unheard of. Yeah. And so like, what would propel someone to live like that or to do that? Like, what is like the propelling factor? I to live like that is beyond the human man. I mean, that's mm-hmm. that's the spirit of God, I and mean, that's a life that's been is is been claimed by Jesus Christ. You can't just do that on your own. How do you think like Jesus would enable us to do that? Like, what about Jesus? Do you think makes it so everything else just like different the way you interact with stuff? I just I don't know. That's a good question. Probably just first of all, his humility, the humility that Jesus had, and that that start thinking well. I worked hard. I did this. I, I go right back to that. It's all the Lord's, everything in it, mm. the world. I think part of it, too, is the death and resurrection of Jesus frees us up to view money differently. I mean, the the sting of death is gone. Mm. So it's like, I don't have to worry about death and no longer death, but not even money can rule my life. Mm. So death or money aren't the ruling factors in my life, but Jesus is the ruling factor in my life. Yeah. And so I think it's amazing when I hear testimonies like that of, you know, people who've walked with God and have tasted and seen that. And yeah. It's a good thing. But yeah, and then just, just to be faithful in that, First Corinthians 4, too, it says, Moreover, it's required of the stewards that they be found trustworthy, hmm. that they're faithful in doing this. You have to, to be a steward, to be called a steward 
at that point in time, you need someone that was going to be faithful in what they're called to, and I think there's a lot in that too. Hmm. Just to... I think when I think of stewardship also, there's a fear that I'm being a bad steward. Yeah. Like, do you think that is a good motivator? I don't know. That's a good question because I, I, I think that one often. Yeah. I'm like, oh, no, what kind of a steward am I? Yeah, those moments, like that $20 bill you just yeah. talked about, you know? Yeah, those moments in life. And I remember vividly sitting, if was sitting in church, I, I believe it was in church sometime or someone said something, but they said, show me your checkbook. <laughs> Not literally, they like, yeah. pull it out and show it to me. It's like, you show me your checkbook and I'll tell you, you know, where where you're at, where, you know, hmm. where your heart is or whatever. It's like, I don't know how f- much that travels or follows across or whatever, but the idea is that, that bothered me. And I was like, okay, I think it's at that point in time as, you know, as a new believer or whatever. And I was like, okay, it, it, it resonated with me. to the point. I want to live my life differently mm. and not to be turn that into a legalistic thing. Where yeah. It's like, okay, I, I've got to do this. Or I got to give X amount. Or I got to do this. Mm-hmm. But yet I wanted to be driven from the heart that, uh, you know what, if, if, if there was a checkbook viewing that Jesus was going to do to us or whatever, it was like, I want to be on the, on the right side of that. And I just started yeah. thinking, oh, you know what? Uh, and not knowing what the left hand is, what the right hand and the left hand are doing is just it, it, that it's, you're doing it from the heart, motivated mm. from the heart. I, I mean, I don't think it's wrong either to some, I mean, ultimately the best motive is love. Mm. And we're called to do everything out of love, like out of a love, pure love for Jesus. I'm supposed to, but I'm imperfect. And I think it's okay to have other motives yeah. at the end of the day, you know, like God, going to work even in our impure motives and you hit that verse that i like a lot you have it written down too matthew Mm -hmm. 6 do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal but lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroys and where thieves do not break in and steal for where your treasure is so there your heart will be also the question i had after this and you can give some input and thoughts was like, is there a better motivator than death? And, or like death or bad stewardship to make godly decisions with your money? And the reason I ask that is because the main thing this text is saying is saying it's like, the reason why you shouldn't store up is because it's, it's all going to go away. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, it's like nothing of this is going to fade. Or I mean, it's, it's all going to fade. And at the end of the day, it's like whatever you do with your money, that's showing what you're actually are living for you know where that's where your heart's gonna yeah. be like you said that, like show me your checkbook and that's where your heart's at and so i think that's my question but before we get into that do you have any like input more on this verse like what does this verse mean to you i don't know this verse to me and it maybe could answer the question at the same time is where your treasure is and and like you just just spelled it out that mm-hmm. that stuff this is not gonna last everything in there is, is, is moth and rust and destroy it can be stolen you make your treasure something that can't be stolen. Your mm. treasure is Jesus Christ. Mm. That 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 is our treasure. That we treasure Him. I think therein lies the the what the motivator and everything. Because we can be motivated by a number of different things on the wrong way. You know, I, I can be motivated to do something with my money to make me look good. To mm. make you know what I'm gonna give. <laughs> and, and and honestly, it's, it's serious. You're laughing. Is yeah. Like, in my life, is like I. I like to give, and honestly, I mean, mm-hmm. I, I just feel like I don't want to, I mean, I'll give, and I, I don't, yeah, because you can give to make yourself look good or to feel good. You know, it's like, oh, you know what, I need to, for for wrong motivation, you know, to give, uh, to benefit financially for your own self, for tax benefits. Mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of times someone's like, oh, I got to give 
you know, to stay at a certain level, or I, 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 for for tax benefits, I can get some more back. Treasure Jesus, and then then you're going to be looking at it in the right way. And and even those times when you have the opportunity to help somebody, uh, it to me, there's been those that have come to me that need some help or need something. It's not driven by okay, can you give me a, a receipt so I can turn this in? It's like you know what, here you go. I'll help you. Thanks that would be there as they would give the glory to God and thanks be to Him. Yeah, just treasuring Jesus uh, yeah. the most. Uh, I mean, that's amazing. Like, you said it really well that it's just treasuring Jesus and, you know, that living for that day when He says, like, well done, mm-hmm. my good and faithful servant. And when we live in light of that, we can, like, be faithful where we're at now. We want to have run the good race and fought yeah. the good fight. That's we shouldn't forget why we're here. And we're called to exhort each other and to remind each other of that because it's it's really easy to forget. Well, it's like there is a treasure about God and it's hard to see. It's more costly than gold. And I think I, I struggle to see it. It's like I want to see him being better than food or anything yeah. else or like anything, you know, not just like money, but um, because it's true. I mean, like we have these physical things in the world just to show us like how good God is. I'm kind of going on a tangent here, but yeah. we can hop back on. <laughs> tithing. Yeah, so number two with this is tithing. Like, we're supposed to tithe. So, yeah, I would say just what you're saying is, like, tithing, <laughs> we are called to tithe. You know, yeah. in the Old Testament, and 10% seems to be, like, that number that that would get put with it is mm-hmm. 10% tithing. Uh, I remember, as again, another of the most things, as a new believer, and I started giving this away, as like I started thinking, okay, i got to hit 10%. I started looking at this. I got to get ten percent. I started thinking about that. This is all God's. We're just stewards, okay? A steward is just taking care of. He owns how much does God own? He owns what percentage? Uh, Two. No, hundred percent. A three percent. A hundred. Oh. Okay. He owns a hundred percent of everything. Everything. Yes, <laughs> he owns everything. Wow. Seriously. So I we have this house. We've been paying on this house yeah. and. And the, the acreage that I farm, I got mm-hmm. loans on that, and I'm paying on that, you know, and it's going to be mine, right, when I get it done? No. Oh, no. no? Oh, I thought It's it still yes. God's. <laughs> I mean, it's on paper. It looks like it's mine, but I'm just a steward, right? I'm yeah. just taking care of it. Really, that's what we need to be looking at. Hmm. The fact that, uh, just to look at that, I mean, would we? he owns 100% of it, mm-hmm. so we're just going to give him 10% back. Think about that. Yeah. Okay? Does that make sense what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. I, I'm talking. That's what started bothering me. It's like, mm. okay, I don't want to look at this as, as, as a, a percentage of what I'm giving back. I just start, would would just give then mm. uh, beyond that because God owns it uh, all and then it just doesn't make sense. That, so that 90% uh, that we spend however we want, foolishly or whatever, that's his too. Mm. You know? I mean, that's we need to look at the, the yeah. transverse side of that. You realize that. Jesus died for you, and the, this king, this conquering king, he suffered and died for us. Yeah. It's like, the first thing you're not going to say is like, what's the bare minimum like I can do? And it's like, it's not like like a legalistic or like I'm trying to earn like God's favors, but it's like, who is this king that saved me? It's like, all by grace, nothing I've done, like, who is this? And you're yeah. not going to say it's like, what's the bare minimum? Yeah. But So in the steward thing just tracks right on across here, because... That verse in Psalm 24, everything's the Lord's. He Everything in it, the world, all who live in it. So my mm-hmm. wife, my kids, you're his. I mean, you're in my house, but uh, this house is his. The land is his. I, I just take care of it. And, and the idea, too, is that as a steward, 
You want to be a good steward, right? Mm-hmm. You know, but you don't want to lose value. So we take care of the house. Mm-hmm. We take care of, I, I manage my farm ground and, and what I've been given to manage and to steward. I want to take care of that. I want mm. to be a good steward. Yeah. So we talked about like tithing and it doesn't really matter about the 10%. So like at the end of the day, it's like, how should I tithe? Like, what would you do? Oh, uh, so like we, we just, uh, when I say we, my wife, uh, your mother, <laughs> uh, both of us together, we're one. I, I, I believe that as, uh, that we, when you come into a marriage, you're one in all aspects, you know, spiritually, physically, and, uh, and financially too, that we are one. We give, it doesn't matter if I'm the primary breadwinner is, is it's, it's not, it's not mine anyway. It's God's and we're both stewards. And I was thankful for that, that as we would come into situations and, uh, she would come up with a number. I'd come up with a number. We'd come together, and it's like a, we, it was just amazing how God was working in that and moving that we could give uh, as one. And she definitely was moved to 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 recognize that it's not ours. We're just stewards. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so yeah, the the fact that those times when the spirit, I think the spirit just moves if, if uh, there there's needs and and again to not look at it, you'd stop at ten percent, but just. Throw that out the window, and obviously there's there's financial, there's the other part you got to look at too. But there's a certain amount of funds that you can look at. You know, like okay, we have enough to pay the bills. We have this, and, and there's some extra yeah. there. And and what we do with that, if we spend it on on uh, things that would be for our own benefit, or we could spend it for kingdom kingdom issues. I mean, I have one thought. I don't know if this is off topic a little bit. We should address what should your attitude be generally like we've already talked about a little bit and i'm hoping like people listening you're getting starting to have an idea formed of what it looks like you're taking these verses putting them in a blender and you're just throwing them in your mind (laughs) yeah you know putting down all right situation there's like some banker you know work with stocks and it's like the stocks crash what would that look like for someone when the stocks crash or things financially go bad even right now what we're living in, sure. You know, it, stocks, uh, markets have gone down, or twenty twenty five percent is it's gone. Huge. It's just gone. Yeah. You know, it was not there. It's just on paper, but it's it's gone. A lot of people are experiencing that, and I think it just comes back to the, the again. It's like I have a simplistic outlook. Is like, where's our hope at? We don't put our hope mm. in this money. In this, you know, we want to be good stewards, sure, and we want to provide. And we want to look that, that, you know, we can retire and we can, you know, take care of uh, what the debts and everything that we have while we're here on this earth. But we don't put our hope in it. And if, if we have to fully trust the same way that the widow trusted and she put in her last hmm. two mites in the offering, you know, she gave it all. Hmm. And she trusted. And I guess we need to have that, just that trust and yeah. keep our hope in him. And not get focused on it. I got one tag-along verse that, with that, what you just said. Malachi 3.10 says, Bring the whole tithe into the storehouse, that there may be food in my house. Test me in this, says the Lord Almighty, the God of the universe, says, And see if I will not throw open the floodgates of heaven and pour out so much blessing that there will not be room enough to store it. Pretty crazy. That yeah, is awesome. Not enough room to store it. It's like the, the God of the universe says, like, we can test him in this one thing and, you know, just just to give. There's a verse I read in my quiet time. is in Psalm 112, 7. It says, 
He is not afraid of bad news. His heart is firm, trusting in the Lord. So even when the markets drop, I can still, I don't have to worry because my justification is found in Christ. And I love that verse. It's great for this time we're in right now even too. It's a great verse. Yeah, I mean, and we were kind of talking about this before. I, I just felt like I wasn't living this verse out well. I was trying to figure out internships. Mine got canceled for the summer, and I was really worried and anxious. And, you know, my family could tell. But and I just felt funny. Yeah, yeah trust God, bro. Oh you man, trust God. thank you. <laughs> thank you. Yeah, yeah. No, it's funny because like I had this podcast and I was just like, man, I'm not living this out. And it's just, it's ironic, you know. So we're gonna start landing this plane, taking this home. Hopefully, you guys got some good thoughts in your head rolling around. And you can uh, begin to see what it means to trust God. So, do you got a, a verse for us that we yeah, can hold do, on actually. to throughout uh, the week, just like a little handle, just to, just okay, to get so, on? Uh, yeah, just a verse that I get when I think of. When we have the opportunity to uh, to be good stewards uh, of what we've been given, it says Philippians four verse seventeen, and, and this is one of those that Paul is, is is writing to the church in Philippi, and he says, uh, "Not that I seek the gift, but I seek the fruit that increases to your credit." When I got this, when mm-hmm. I heard this verse, I, I made it. That's that fruit bank account because here's these people in in Philippi that are not actively working they're not sharing the gospel they're not working like paul but they're just supporting him and they're using their finances to 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 give to him and and paul's doing the work but it bore fruit and that fruit was goes back to them they get credit for that fruit and this verse just keeps getting better that that, that could be a a boiled down verse but Mm -hmm. the next two verses right after this is i've received full payment this is paul and more i am well supplied having received from epaphroditus the gifts of Epaphroditus brought the gifts that you sent. Get this. These gifts were a fragrant offering, a sacrifice acceptable and pleasing to God. I mean, there's, hmm. there's a lot there uh, to, to think that this is a sweet-smelling, fragrant offering, offering excuse me, to God. Hmm. Uh, and then even in verse 19, it says, And my God will supply. And so this is, you know, think of God as the banker. You know, talked about the banker thing. You know, this is God, his resources, what he mm-hmm. has. He owns everything. We talked about it in Psalms that everything is the Lord's, everything in it. My God, the banker will supply. He's going to take care of this, uh, every need of yours. And, and these needs are not, this is every need according to his riches, not riches that we think of mm-hmm. on this earth, his riches of his grace and his mercy and his love. Uh, and, and all these riches that are in Glory in Christ Jesus. It's just amazing. To our God and Father be glory forever and ever. As that closes out, and just a just a neat piece of scripture for me to help me remember when I'm giving that it, there's there's more to it. It's a, it's a fragrant offering, and we're giving it to God, and it's it's His anyway. We're just giving it back to. Him. That's awesome. Philippians four seven three seventeen through nineteen. Take it home, meditate on it, think about it. So in one sentence, just faithful giving as a steward, is pleasing to God. And at the end of the day, you know, even if you reach the end of your life and you wasted it, you spent all your money on yourself, you never tithed once in your life, but you trusted through faith in Christ, it's like God's smile will still be on you because of Jesus, but in this, in giving, God really cares about it, and you'll have a deeper joy and Christ and just a deeper fulfillment and satisfaction in Him in heaven for eternity 
as you talk to people in heaven that have experienced, you know, the blessings of you giving and just be like, hey, thank you for being a faithful steward of God. And you'll be like, I think it's cool just because like no one's going to be going around. It's like, I'm the man. Like, yeah, dude. But you'll be like, dude, Jesus is the God. It is the God yeah. that's working in you. Like he's, he, look, look how great like God worked in you. It's just like, it's not like us, but there's a, a factor here of where he uses us and our faithfulness and uh, obedience to him. Yeah, amen. Let's uh, wrap this up. Thanks for coming yeah, in. Yeah, it was a pleasure. It's, I didn't know uh, this could be so enjoyable to uh, come into the studio here today. Yeah, wink, wink. <laughs> <laughs> we record these in the closet, so. <laughs> the best sound in the closet. That's what my brother told me. He's an audio engineer, so I listen to him. Anyway. Yeah, very good. Yeah. Thanks for so, having me. Yeah. You want to say it with me at the end? That's how you trust God, bro. Oh, yeah. Okay. okay. That's, that's how you trust, trust God, God bro. bro. <laughs>